Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Guys Who Law. I'm Jesse. I'm Andrew. And today we are going to be talking about something that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. We could have talked about it two weeks ago when it blew up. We wanted to marinate it a little Instead, bit. Instead, we wanted to talk about Antonio Brown last episode. Yeah, <laughs> very good episode. We had Amba on, but our producer. But now we decided to have this story marinate a little bit. It's it's the Ukraine scandal. Yeah, who, are the, who are the guys who lobbied be if they didn't talk about the Ukraine scandal? I, how could we not? I don't know. It's, uh, the, it's the new Russia. It's the new Russia scandal. Yeah. Mueller, that was so last year. You think this is bigger than Russia? Uh, no, because that preoccupied us for like two years. But this is the one that led to the impeachment (laughs) inquiry. Yeah. We're finally into that. So, yeah, let's just give a brief synopsis of what this is. Yeah. And we'll try to explain it. Uh, You probably saw the last few weeks this is something called a whistleblower and uh, this transcript. Basically, what the issue is, is that President Trump uh, had a phone call with the Ukrainian president who was recently elected. And on this phone call, which the transcript of the phone call was actually released by the Trump administration after a whistleblower, who we don't know who it is, came out with a complaint that the whistleblower said that Trump abused his power on this call by improperly pressuring the Ukrainian president. Uh, What are you saying? Well, in this phone call, besides him congratulating him on winning the presidency and the Ukrainian president kind of in a way, saying, oh, we followed your model, Mr. Trump, and, you know, this back and forth and nice stuff. Uh, Trump asked if he could do him a favor, which was looking into the Hunter Biden situation. So Hunter Biden, who's Joe Biden's son, served on the board of a Ukrainian energy company at the time that his father was vice president. And he was sitting on this board. He was receiving money uh, for sitting on the board. But this company was uh, getting under heat for corruption. Mm -hmm. At the time, one of the lead prosecutors in Ukraine, Joe Biden, was pressuring to have removed. And this was the same prosecutor that was going after the company that Hunter Biden was a board member of. So Trump was asking, well, whatever happened there, why was Biden pressuring to remove this prosecutor because it doesn't look right that you're trying to remove this prosecutor who may be looking into your son. Now, the other way of looking at it is that a lot of people weren't too happy with this prosecutor. They felt he wasn't doing enough. And so you could argue he really wasn't trying to protect his son, that he was looking into this. uh, They were looking into corruption in Ukraine and they wanted this guy around. And and either way, I don't think I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong. Hunter Biden was ever investigated himself. No, they, they said that nothing. he did nothing really wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't really so much about what Hunter Biden did, but I think it was more about the idea of what Joe Biden presumably did. So Trump on this call was asking to look into this and that he said he would have Rudy Giuliani, his personal attorney, as well as Attorney General William Barr, communicate with the president and his administration about trying to see what this investigation was about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a mention of looking into what happened with CrowdStrike, which is this cybersecurity firm that ultimately determined who hacked the DNC, those emails, and they were the ones who determined that Russia was a bad actor, and Trump had this own theory that it was somebody else who hacked and that there was a missing server, so he wanted the Ukrainian president to look into that. Now, on one hand, you know, Nothing really wrong with trying to negotiate with a foreign power, trying to say, I want you to look into that. But the problem is, is Joe Biden is Trump's biggest concern going into 2020. 
he is most likely uh, his political. Well, he is a political opponent, and he may be running against him in 2020. So people are looking at this that he Trump is using the power of his office to pressure a foreign government into trying to dig up dirt and look into and investigate uh, a political rival, which is similar to kind of what happened with the 2016 election that you're using a foreign power to influence the election. Yeah, and and, and what Trump was was allegedly doing was. He was saying he would withhold aid unless they investigate this Biden conspiracy. So they're saying that's quid pro quo. Now, he didn't directly in the transcript say, if you don't look into this, I'm not going to give you aid. Mm -hmm. But he had withheld aid for uh, before this phone call. And he did ask for a favor. So we're going to understand exactly did Trump do something illegal? What we can tell you is that based upon this call, based upon the whistleblower complaint, that Nancy Pelosi announced, what was it, last week? Yeah. That the House is launching, has launched a formal impeachment inquiry. Now, I got to tell you, when she came on uh, air and made that press conference where she was reading off a teleprompter so sternly, very uncomfortable, I thought she was going to say, we're going to have a vote for impeachment. Yeah. But she said, nope, we're going to have an impeachment inquiry, which I got to say, first of all, I find interesting because impeachment is not a legal matter. It's not uh, a lawsuit. It's not a criminal trial. You don't need to prove that the president broke the law in order to have impeachment. If you think that he committed high crimes and misdemeanors, if you don't believe that he's doing a great job, that's it's a political thing. So this kind of impeachment inquiry, I want to start there, isn't really necessary because I really don't know what more do they want to gain. They can go and try to have an impeachment vote right now, and they will probably get the support that they need from the Democrats in the House to impeach him. Then it goes and, over to the Senate for yeah. removal, which I don't think will happen whatsoever. And just to be clear, when when a president is impeached, it doesn't mean that they're removed. It means right. that, it, that, that an inquiry basically starts of whether they should be removed, and then there's a decision made whether they're removed or not. If they can get the votes, the Democrats, yeah. to impeach the president, which is like indicting him, then it goes into a trial, air quotes, trial, into the Senate. There's a presiding judge who's the chief justice of the Supreme Court. There's a, a managers who kind of prosecute this. His Trump's attorneys defend it. And the Senate acts as the jury and they vote on it. It's all political. It's all there are people who wanted to impeach the president from day one because they never liked what he said and what he did. They're just it just so happens that this call is now being used as the main reason to impeach him. So I, I first can I was I, one way I could say, listen. You know, they're trying to understand uh, can they want to depose people from the State Department. And mm -hmm. Mike Pompeo is fighting back on this uh, secretary of state. He's saying, you know, these dep these attempts by Congress to try to uh, get my people to be deposed and provide information. You're not really giving. He criticized the way that they were being at, asked to be deposed. And he, he the point is. They're trying to get as much information as possible to put up a good fight in impeachment. But the thing is, do they really like need it? I the mean, the inquiry. Do they need? Do the they inquiry? need this inquiry? I like, mean, it's got to be some. They, it's got to be part of their like political strategy. I don't know if they like really need it as part of the process. Do you think it would sway? Oh, let's say they get a few people to confirm that the president, uh, you know was trying to pressure the Ukrainian president properly. Is that going to change anybody's mind? I feel like any Republicans who support Trump are going to say he did nothing wrong, and there's d Democrats who say... I, I, th I think maybe they believe that it will help them gather more evidence, like now that there's but an official... But you don't need evidence. You don't need to prove beyond the reasonable doubt. No, you, you don't need evidence, but maybe maybe it would help sway some some senators and congressmen 
if they did have some more evidence that came out. Like, there has been more evidence, like, di- sorts of evidence that have come out during the last week, right? Yeah. Like, po- like if the Pompeo, Pompeo thing came out. Well, look, yeah. we learned that Pompeo was actually on the call, which is a big deal for a few reasons. One, he's now a witness. Yeah. He's a witness to what happened. And if he's ever called to testify in front of Congress or in a court of law, it's going to be, you know, he, he has to say what happened unless he can try to exert executive privilege which is kind of like this special term for these you know these conversations not being protected but he's not i don't think he's really gonna have an opportunity to do that uh, the, the bigger question is now that he is a witness he has a conflict of interest because if he's trying to prevent the state department officials from providing information to congress on what happened on that call it's not only bad that like, Oh, you're trying to protect the president. No, you're also trying to protect yourself because what did you tell the president before the call? What did you tell the president after the call? You're now on that call. You had to have said something. So so what does it actually mean for people like when they are launching an impeachment inquiry? Like what what happens now? Are they just gathering more evidence? Yes. Yes. So that's that's all they're doing. Yes. They are gathering gathering more information to try to show that the president uh, acted improperly. He used his power to try to intimidate the Ukrainian president into looking into Hunter Biden. So that that's the thing that that's happening right now. I, I you know, they're trying to get as much as they can. But the bottom line is they don't have to prove he committed a crime. They just have to show what he did was improper, that it's beyond the uh, boundaries of the office. Well, a high crime and dis- yeah. misdemeanor. So so well, let's discuss what those violations well, and, or what would be like, what would that would be so even if they can't prove that he committed a crime they could still go to impeach and by the way i think they're going to have an impeachment vote no matter what they find right i don't think so i think people will look at that transcript that was released and say oh my view is that was wrong but if you are curious if the president broke the law let's look at it from a few different angles so for number one they say that he the, the president could have violated campaign finance law because it is illegal to solicit, accept, or receive a contribution or donation from a foreign entity. And you could say that getting this kind of opposition research, this kind of uh, trying to get an investigation going into what happened to Joe Biden, that is a thing of value that you are receiving in an election, and that's improper. Do you agree with that, or do you think it should just be money? So, no, I think think it generally can be other things besides money. It makes sense that you can... You can contribute something besides money that would be a benefit to a campaign. The question, the, the, the question is, you know, was Trump specifically, uh, you know, if, if, if it was a quid pro quo doing it to help his campaign or no matter who it was, is he investigating corruption? Like just it just happens to be Joe Biden's son. So yeah. it's, it's funny. The DOJ has said that that information is doesn't really constitute a thing of value. It doesn't fall into campaign finance. Robert Mueller disagreed in his report because something was similar. He says, look, you, this kind of investigation, this kind of, um, not investigation, but opposition research can affect an election. Well, I, I can see how it could be valuable to Donald Trump's campaign, right? Because if it comes out that Hunter Biden um, you know, was do, doing something uh, improper and that the prosecutor, you know, the, uh, the they were investigating him, and the prosecutor in U- Ukraine was removed by Joe Biden while he was in office. Office, um, then that 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 seemed that doesn't seem the, the, the other, great. Yeah. The other problem is they would have made it clearer in the statute if yeah. opposition research, I think, is something of a thing of value because they put a monetary threshold on it. Mm-hmm. You, at this, uh, what you receive has to be worth at least two thousand dollars to. 
uh, make it a crime and at least $25,000 to make it a felony. So how do you kind of quantify what opposition research like this is? I, I don't think it's going to be that. Again, imagine this in a court of law. You can argue it both ways. Yeah, um, I don't think it's cut and dry. Democrats yeah. will say clearly a violation of campaign finance. Right. Republicans will say it doesn't meet the threshold. Right. Uh, all right. That's one. Is it also they also say this could be a form of bribery. Hmm. So bribery under federal law is when someone corruptly demands, seeks, receives, accepts, or agrees to receive or accept anything of value personally or for any other person or entity in return for being influenced in the performance of an official act. Hmm. So does opposition research, again, is it anything of value? So it could be of value. The question, so, so the bribe in this in this scenario would be that he was withholding uh, funds that were going to Ukraine, right? That would be that would be the bribe, like that he would let those funds go through if he got the like the research, the the investigation that he wanted to happen. So would you cons one? Would you consider that a bribe? And I don't, I don't and two, think so. would he be getting like something of value from that? I think it's pretty narrow. Like, I think they do kind of narrow circumstances about that. Yeah, the thing this 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 funding though that was supposed to go to Ukraine was something that was approved by by Congress, right? Or by like it wasn't just like him deciding whether this should go to them or not. Like Congress had already approved that this amount should be allocated and go towards the Ukraine. Well, if he's agreeing to provide aid unless to Ukraine unless they do something, I mean, seems like it. But then again. There's been cases before where it's such a high bar to prove that this is bribery that it might not fall under it. Yeah, it's still. I, I think it's not it's gray area. It, yeah. you, they want a clear cut statute to say clearly yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to fall under bribery. I think this next one, if I if I can guess what you're going to say next, extortion. Is, no. Well, we're, yeah, okay. I know which one you want to talk to, but extortion, yeah. um, extortion under federal law is that uh, any act that in any way or degree obstructs, delays, or affects commerce or the movement of any article or commodity in commerce by robbery or extortion. It's defined as the obtaining of property from another with his consent induced by wrongful use of actual or threatened force, violence, or fear, or under color of official right. We heard about extortion when there was a whole thing about Jeff Bezos and, and right. all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think... Mm, is it that kind? Does it fall under that kind of pressure and threat? It, it's kind of. I mean, it's not the same exact thing as bribery, but it's like kind of a similar evaluation, right? I mean, like, he's threat. You could say he's threatening Ukraine um, to withhold something, hold something that they yeah. need in, in order to get a payment from them. But it's, it's not really a payment. Well, uh, it it doesn't. It's not financial payment, but it's something that is it would property? Be a is that to him? Is that yeah. property that he gets in exchange? The Opposition research? No, it's not like, really. It's like a, it's a barter, you know. It's, yeah. it's it's not a it's not a financial uh, payment, but it's something that would implicitly help him get elected. Could help him get elected. So re -elected. again, we're kind of wish washy on that one, yes. right? Yeah. Now we're going to the fourth one. Yeah. And this one is interesting. I think yeah. If I if I was if I was prosecuting him, I, this was what I would stick to. What we learned is the transcript of this phone call was placed in a classified information security system. So only a few people would have access to this. Now, on one hand, you're saying, wait, why was it put there? 
this seems like a cover-up. They're trying to hide the conversation. Well, it was initially put into a different system. Right. And then taken out and then moved to a a more secure system. Not entirely clear how this happened, when this happened. But what we do know is that you could look at it and say, well, that seems like obstruction of justice, right? You're you're trying to hide this in a way. Um, But... Again, in the structure of justice is anybody who knowingly alters, destroys, mutilates, conceals, cover up, covers up, falsifies, or makes a false entry in any record, document, or object with the intent to impede, obstruct, or influence a federal investigation. Now, again, you could say that's what it is. The other way of looking at it is there's been so many leaks in the Trump administration that he was trying to safeguard it. And especially when you have Pompeo, who's an intelligence officer— that they were trying to protect the content of this conversation from being leaked. But why, but why do they need to protect it? Because this is the argument that I think the Trump administration should have gone with, and they're not articulating it so well. I mean, when questioned about this, they say they care so much about corruption in the Ukraine. I mean, like, really? Do you really care? I think what they should have said is, look, are we, Trump ran on the platform of cleaning the swamp. He cares about people who are engaged in corruption in the United States and abroad, and that includes Joe Biden. It just so happens that Joe Biden is running against him in 2020. The other way of looking at it is that everything that happened to Trump with the Steele dossier and looking into him and the, you know, this kind of concerted effort to get him out of the the uh, the office, that a lot of it was improperly improperly happened. And a lot of it stems from what happened in Europe and Ukraine, and he wanted to investigate it. I mean, after after what happened with Mueller, he said, now we're going to be investigating the investigators. We're going to understand exactly what happened, how I got here, how people— I want to make sure this never happens to another president. Yeah, That might be the way to do it. And yeah, we kept it secret. We wanted to keep it pretty close to the chest. We're not really hearing that so much, but that would be a way to argue it in a court or in front of Congress. Well, yeah, the difficult part of that, of that fourth potential legal claim is was the, was the intention to— cover something up that was a quid pro quo or was it a different intention that wasn't you know wasn't wasn't uh, inappropriate see again it can go both ways yeah. there's it's not clear cut it would be up to but the, maybe there's more evidence that's not coming out and that's why the impeachment inquiry matters yeah. it, and again the reason it matters with Pompeo is because if he helped put that uh, transcript in the security system like are there emails about why they're changing it or or, or you know? he directed the president to do that yeah. Then he's part of a conspiracy, and we know conspiracy under the law is an agreement to break the law. So he'd yeah. be part—by the way, if you say that he is, uh, he helped tell the president how to have this conversation and it's viewed as campaign finance or bribery or extortion, he's also a conspirator in that. It's part of conspiracy. That's why it matters that he was on that phone call. Yeah. But do you—so that's one form of obstruction of justice. I, I guess for Pompeo— if he's telling State Department officials, if he's kind of pushing back on the subpoenas, and there's a question of whether or not even Congress is issuing subpoenas mm-hmm. and more just letters of request for State Department officials to provide information, is he obstructing justice? Because the, everybody's quick to say, he's obstructing justice. He's telling State Department officials not to cooperate with Congress. Whereas he's saying, no, no, no. All I'm saying is you haven't given these people enough time to prepare for a deposition. They need to speak with their lawyers. They need to speak with our lawyers to make sure that they don't provide any classified information. Mm-hmm. And also, the way that you're requesting that they come and provide information is improper. You know, there's a process by which you do it. You didn't even give them deposition. So do you think, based upon what we've heard so far, is he obstructing justice? I mean, he is in that weird position because he's now on the call. He's now a witness himself. He's now a subject of what happened. He should just stay clear of it. But is he doing anything wrong? What do you think? I mean, it's a difficult position because he's on both sides of it here. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I mean, they want to. They want to get him in like immediately. Is that what they're trying to do? I mean, one person was supposed to uh, be deposed. I think. What what's today? Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, but that got pushed to October 11th. Right. I mean, it's just a schedule. Hey, what what is their authority to depose somebody here? Like, do they Congress do has yeah. the ability to depose people. Yeah. Uh, subpo- excuse me. Congress has the ability to subpoena people. I mean, that's part of their investigative function. That's part of their. You know, it's interesting. How do you fight back against it? You could. You, Congress can't harass people. Mm-hmm. They can't just say, hey, we're going to subpoena this person. We're going to subpoena them. They have to have a legislative purpose. Right, yeah. And if here, if it's an impeachment inquiry, yeah. I think that's the difference. Because this is impeachment, um, they are given, I would say, more latitude than they would normal otherwise. They are looking into a serious matter. Yeah. They are the ones who are responsible for impeachment, and that's why it's important. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that we need to delay those depositions a little bit. But I think he's they, not saying they can't speak to them. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's different than saying that they can't speak to them at all. But they're asking for a turnaround that's pretty fast, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then there was also uh, yesterday what we learned: the Inspector General apparently met with. Uh, congressional committees what we do know is that the inspector general for the state department rushed up to capitol hill he said he wanted an urgent meeting and we believe he provided documents that were actually supplied by rudy giuliani kind of showing like why if i'm understanding correctly like why they thought this was a concern with hunter biden and also you know there was some articles or some documents that were critical of some people in the state department so it's interesting because a an inspector general general is supposed to be independent mm-hmm. they're not supposed to favor one side or another this guy steve linick i believe his name is he's actually uh an obama holdover so he was appointed by obama but he also held a key position in the bush justice department so again he seems kind of it's hard to know which way it's going i think he was once critical of or once was looking into improper actions in the State Department by uh, Trump uh, Trump appointees. But uh, again, the point is is that they're, Congress is trying to get as much information as possible to show that Trump yeah. did something wrong. Well, let's talk about the, because uh, I feel like people have heard in the news a lot the last week about Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Like, what's his involvement here? Well, he's Trump's attorney. So the, pro- the big thing there is he was asked, Trump w- told the Ukrainian president, I'm going to have Rudy Giuliani contact you. Now, on one hand, you're like, okay, Giuliani came on television and initially said there was what? No conversation between the president and Ukraine. Is that what he said? There was, And then he said, oh, wait, there was a conversation. But the bigger issue is, well, can you subpoena Giuliani to provide? Like, what did he say? Well, if he's his attorney, there's that attorney-client privilege. The problem is... There's been evidence, I think even from Trump's words, that Giuliani wasn't acting as his attorney. I think Giuliani even said that he wasn't acting as his attorney in this capacity, but just trying to help the help the president. Yeah, you know, help the go- help the American government. I don't know. Uh, so it's a question of whether or not he's actually gonna, if he would be subpoenaed, what he'd say. Can you imagine him? He's been having some trouble on late night television. I don't know what it would look like him in front of Congress. Yeah, do you think Trump made Giuliani his attorney because he wanted his help for various things and knew that there would be, even if it wasn't in a legal capacity, but wanted to, for a lot of that to be privileged? You're giving a lot of credit. <laughs> I, I think, look, he liked Giuliani. Giuliani was a great mayor. I think he knew him back in the day. He had him as his attorney. I don't think half the things that Giuliani says on television, Trump loves. Yeah. 
but um, I don't know what Giuliani does behind the scenes. I know that I don't know either. as a public PR person, he's not the best. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he may hurt Trump more than hurt him at times. Help him. I mean, hurt him more than help him. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's going on with him. So we're still in this waiting position to see what more information comes out. Yeah. I, again, I think if you want to have an impeachment vote, just have an impeachment vote. Just so, do it now. So you think that's going to happen yes. no matter what? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. You don't have an inquiry. Can you imagine them going and saying we're going to have an impeachment inquiry? No, nah, we don't need to do the vote. No, nah, we're good. We don't have anything. No. They're 1,000% going to have an impeachment vote, in my opinion. Yeah. Could be wrong. Uh, although I did say 1,000%. Uh, impeachment vote. I, and then it's going to go over to the Senate. And I do not believe that this will result in the president being removed from office. Because they don't have enough votes I, in the I Senate. I do not think that will happen. No. I think I, I agree. And I think... We're gonna. This is gonna get dragged out a while longer, and we'll get to the vote at some point. And from an from from an election standpoint, just in terms of like what this might do, I honestly think this might like galvanize Trump's base to, they to come him. out stronger. They yeah. love him no matter what. And look, one investigation came out, no collusion, no no uh, nothing wrong. I mean, people people are sick of. I have to admit, there's a large base. In the United States, that is just sick of investigations into the president. Yeah, they're going to be like the witch hunt continues. It's just too, another one. Yeah. Then you can also say this one's very different. This is very different than what happened with Russia. This is also, by the way, very different than what happened with Clinton. You know, well, I, Clinton was uh, you know he was yeah. caught lying and trying to cover up a uh, an affair. Yeah, I mean the, it was pretty clear cut what happened there. Right. This one's as we just explained is kind of in a gray territory. We don't know where he stood on it and why he said what he did. It's up to a jury, or here in this case, if it goes to impeachment, it's up to Congress, Senate, to determine what he did. Yeah, they got to look into those uh, transcript transfers, no. see what happened there. All right. Did we miss anything? I think we got it all. Andrew, any final thoughts, concerns, questions, criticisms? Yeah, we'll see what happens these next uh, few weeks, months. Uh, who knows? I don't you know. sound just like the president. His go-to line is, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> we're going to see what happens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the same and that's it that's it alright bye thanks, thanks.